This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa Fast Pass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and this week I am joined by the lovely Amanda. Hi. Mr. P. Dubs Paul Washington. Hello. And Mr. D, who is in the background. Hi, how are we doing? There he is. Told you he was in the background. So, um, we've got quite... Um, it's going to be quite a, a gossipy show, I think, tonight, Paul. Would you not say? Yeah, I would, I would think so, yeah. Yeah. We've been having a bit of a team team talk, and uh, we think that's what's going to happen. So, with that in mind, let's start the show to do each and every week. And Amanda, what are you drinking? Um, I'm sticking with my no drinking beer thing, and I'm drinking lemony water. Lemony water. Lemony. I, I can't get my head around it. Cause what, I, lemony water? Well, just, just fruit-infused water, right? Because... I've, I had one of those bottles, bought one of those bottles that's got the infuser bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, like, you whack some fruit in it. So I like I like orange, right? So I whack some oranges in there. And you leave it for a couple of hours. And the water has, like, the faintest, faintest taste of orange. Ah. Oh, you it. know what? I think it really depends on the fruit. Because right. if you put lemon in it, it's really lemony. But I'm really loving cucumber water. <gasps> oh my god, it's my favourite thing right now. If you, I tell you what, if you ever wanted to go on a juice diet, um, I don't really think you need to. But let's just say um, you suddenly decided to turn into a vegetarian and ate 
16 buckets in a row of KFC, um, the juice, like, you, like, cucumbers nearly in every drink that you have. Well, usually every year I do a juice detox right. for, like, a week. Yep. So, because yep. I, I love fruit and I love vegetables. Obviously, I have to because I don't eat meat. Yes. But I love juicing. Yeah, it's, I don't know, I like juicing. It's just the, the whole the prep thing and clean up afterwards and yeah the clean the juicer is like ugh, hell do you have uh, do you have a fast juicer or a slow juicer is there a difference yeah like mine is just like a big thing and you just throw the whole thing in and it just does it does it do it really quickly um, well, I, I don't know. I've never measured it against another juicer. <laughs> no, what I mean is, like, if you put if you started to put your cucumber in, like, it would turn into liquid almost instantly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's all right because um, yeah, I'm, I got really into juice a few years ago, so I've got a fast juicer, which is like what you've got, and I've got a slow juicer, and uh, you get more nutrients from a slow juicer because of the way it acts. It almost grinds it rather than slices and dices, but. It's also more fibrous that way, and hmm. you get you retain a lot more of the nutrients uh, and the pulp and stuff. So, although it's better for you in some ways, it's also a hell of a lot stronger in taste. So, hmm. it's pros and cons. But uh, anyway, enough about juicing, Mister D. Am I on the right podcast? I know, I know, we've gone way <laughs> off topic. No, this is juicing with Amanda. Actually, actually, Amanda, you're gonna <laughs> love. You're gonna love my drink. Okay. I've got a Tim's cider cup, strawberry and cucumber flavoured cider. Yes, cuke team. Yes. There we go. Cheers. Well, interestingly, he says eating a Snickers ice cream because he's got he's <laughs> in a rush. Um, I'm also drinking Pim's, but mine's not in a bottle, and it's with lemonade, and I've got no fruit in it at all because that was just too much fat for a glass, but... Well, actually, I say I say it's Pims. It's actually a competitor's Pims from a German brother's supermarket. <clears throat> that sounds like um, Adel, because um, it was on offer. And it's, I'll tell you what, it's really nice. Um, I really couldn't taste the difference between that and Pims, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I did that in honour of the summer heat wave that we've been having, and um, it, like just as I was uh, getting ready for the podcast, it absolutely shuts down. Yeah. What better way to have pims? And uh, P Dubs, what are you on? Yeah, I I'm sticking with the the summer thing, but I've got some summer fruits juice. Oh, now that's out of the way. That's how we start the show. Um, this weekend coming up when we're recording this show, it's D twenty three. Excellent. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad people agree with me. That's that's great. Everyone um, <laughs> was so enthusiastic about it. I know. It's like, a big, it's, like, it's like Christmas Day for Disney fans. And it only happens... It's not even like Christmas Day because it only happens once every two years. You know what? I feel like it's because people have been talking about it so much on the internet the last few days. I feel like it's already happened. Well, according to some people, it practically has. <laughs> and we'll be addressing some of that in a minute. Um... Now, unfortunately, none of us are going to be there. No. At least not this time. Yes. Because I believe that is an ambition of yours. That is possible that in two years I will be there. Not this time, sadly, but 
the next one. Fingers now, crossed. Will that depend on where it is? Or are you determined to go no matter what park it's at? If it's in Asia, I won't be going. But if it's in the States, I will be. Hopefully. Why, why so racist? Not at all. I, just don't, <laughs> fancy, I don't fancy a 20-hour flight. You're so boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the... Well, other than the cost, that's one of the only reasons that kind of puts me off going over to, um, over to those parks. But, um, that said... Uh, and I suppose we'll kick off with the first kind of rumour that's going around. Um, according to some very reliable sources... I've apparently and, confirmed it. Yep, yeah, yeah, Apple was going quite mad at the moment, I'm not sure why. Um, stop pinging. This is, not, this is not a good podcast. I mean, this is a good podcast, that's not good. Um, yes, according to some sources already, this news is almost confirmed. Pretty much. Which isn't true. So I don't know why they're, they're, they're saying it, but, uh, I mean, the the rumour that I'm most excited about um, is, of course, the fact that some... Well, it says some reliable sources, yeah. doesn't it? It says some reliable sources. So we have to, have to say that. And we also have to caveat that anything that we talk about tonight isn't officially confirmed at the time of us recording. By next week, by the weekend... This podcast will be relevant, and every room we sound it will actually be gospel. Yeah, obviously. Hashtag oh. Game of Thrones Thirgate Universal. But until that point, this is still rumor because it's not been officially announced. But uh, the plan is, according to uh, this article that we saw, that by the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom, which is off the top of my head, 2021. Yep, cool. Good, my maths was right. Um, the Tomorrowland Speedway in Tomorrowland, surprisingly enough, um, is looking to be replaced by the Shanghai <laughs> Tron Coaster. Now, obviously, this makes me very happy for a few reasons. One, I love Tron, and I'm glad it's getting some recognition in the parks. Secondly, it's one less reason that I need to go to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Which is the other thing, um, because again, like Paul, it's not the easiest part to get to for us. Um, so, so that's it. Now, the sources are, are all over the place today saying it, it, it's a done deal and everything like that. But as we said, it's still not officially been announced, so we can't get too excited about the whole thing. Um, but uh, you know, does anybody have any thoughts on that? Has anyone? Other than obviously myself and I think Paul, um, who were too excited to kind of wait so we ever get on it, has anyone actually seen the ride in action or seen any of the on ride footage or anything like that? I haven't seen any like POVs of the ride, but I've seen the ride photo. Okay, okay. And I saw yeah, sure, um, sure. kind of just like images of. Um, what the ride was maybe going to be like just before it opened, but I haven't. I've never really took that much of an interest in that. I'm not going to lie. Okay, that's fair enough. I don't think it's it's a crime. I mean, it is kind of, but I'll let you off. Well, when when you were talking about this ages ago, absolutely ages ago, and you were talking about how 
you'd you did you say that you wanted the speed to go in the Tron ride to go in there, or that that's what you thought was going to happen? Uh, both, really, I suppose. Well, when yeah. you were talking about the Tron ride then, and I felt like it sounded really, really good from what you said about it, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to. Well, no, you definitely don't have to be a fan of Tron to get excited for the ride because it just looks like a decent coaster um i think if you are a tron fan you'll get more out of it which is probably the same you could say about nearly any kind of ip based attraction you know your level of enjoyment will um be determined by how you feel about the you know what the the franchise is that is being involved um that's why you've got people that still hate the guardians of the galaxy overlay to um, Tower of Terror because they don't like Guardians of the Galaxy and I get that um, but I mean Tron is a completely different ride as you can imagine to the Tomorrowland Speedway um, and it's essentially um, a bike roller coaster so you ride on the light cycles that you see in Tron or a version of those and you sit on them on the on the vehicles as if you was riding a motorbike I think it looks really cool you know, I'm I'm always I always try and be positive about anything new that the parks are doing, unless it's like Tower of Terror and Guardians. As much as I love Guardians, um, <laughs> but I feel like this will be fantastic for Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, does anyone here? Is any like so? Let's just say that this has been confirmed, right? Even though we know it hasn't at this time, but does anybody hear that news and is sad that the Tomorrowland Speedway is going? Yeah, I don't feel sad that it's going. I'm kind of like, oh, that's a shame. It's been there for a long time. That's that's my feeling on it. Like, I'm not bothered really that it's going. Yeah. It's always just a little bit sad when something that has been in the park for such a long time goes. Yeah. So it's one of those rides, isn't it, that's been there forever that you kind of yeah. go, oh, it's there. And it, it's kind of, that's it. It's been there and that's what you expect to see there. I don't. I don't think it's it's so much of a loss. I think it's just been one of those permanent fixtures. Yeah, and I think I don't think it's. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's a bit different from something like Pirates of the Caribbean or or Jungle Cruise. I don't think it's got the the sort of story and the characters that you know and the like the connection to it um, that that some of those rides have got. I think it's. I think it's had its day really, and. And I tend to be a little bit of a kind of old-fashioned traditionalist on these things, aka Tower of Terror, hands off. <laughs> but um, but no, I think I'm, I think Amanda summed it up really. I think you know, shame, but if it means we get something like Tron Roller Coaster in Tomorrowland, which I think it needs it, and I think it would be you know, in keeping with the theme, which is great that they're actually maintaining the Tomorrowland theme, then um, I'm all for it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean. I was, you know, I almost caveated when I asked that question, except for nostalgia purposes, and I think everyone's kind of said that, you know, that there's a certain bit of nostalgia to it, but that's about it. But we went on a Tomorrowland Speedway the first year we went to Florida, and we never did it again mm-hmm. because we almost felt like you've you've been there, you've done it. Um, and I was saying this on the uh, on the group today when um, uh, Alex. Was it Alex? Oh, I can't remember. So whoever posted the article first, so apologies. I should have researched better. Um, 
And, um, you know, what I said was, being that I go to Disneyland Paris so often, uh, compared to Florida, that we've got Autopia there, which is, you know, extremely similar to Tomorrowland Speedway. I, you know, I think the track layout's a bit different, but the experience itself is pretty much the same. Um, and I can't remember the last time I've done it. You know, it's just, I don't remember it's just the last there. time I did it. <clears throat> was that because it, it was last, last Sunday or? No, well, well, no, no. I think it was the one before that. But the reason why I remember it is we we just got in the car, and it literally took off, and the heavens opened. Oh, oh no! And, and let me just tell you, in that little open top car, it becomes an awful long ride. I mean, we literally <laughs> got back, and it was like it was like mobile jacuzzis. You know, they were just full of water. We were soaked. Was it like an eighties foot spa? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just you know. It takes up a lot of room as well. That's the other issue it with does, the, the, yeah. speed, the you know, because what is in Disneyland? What's it called in, in Disneyland? Oh, I can't remember now. I think, isn't that called like, it's not called speed, the Speedway, is it? It's called something, oh. some shore. Um, I don't think any of them have the same name as the other, as, you know, in the other parks. Um, but, it, yeah, it just takes up a lot of room. I don't think it's it's very Tomorrowland, if I'm honest. I mean, at least with the Disneyland Paris version, where it's that kind of steampunk, lots of neon, um, you know, both the ride building where you queue up and the track, uh, especially at night, you know, kind of comes alive and it's full of neon and it, it sits in with the rest of the park. But to me, I never felt that the Tomorrowland Speedway did really fit in, to the point where I was actually convinced it was in Fantasyland. Yeah. Because it just didn't feel yeah. like it was very Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. It's actually called yeah. Autopia in Disneyland. Oh, is yeah. it really? Yeah. Oh, I lied then. So it is. Fair enough. Uh, I just knew it wasn't called Tomorrowland Speedway. I just thought it was called something else. Okay, so they use the same name. Um, and also as well, I, I imagine it must cost quite a bit to run. Because of the cars, yeah, and it's not great from a you know, environmental I guess you know, pollution point of view. Yeah, mm. yeah. I see, Disneyland have changed theirs. Theirs is electric now. Oh, is it? Yeah, interesting. I think Paris is still gas. Or yeah, yeah. They've had a few accidents as well over the years, haven't they? There's been cast members had their legs broken and things like that. Where they've got in between cars. Well, that's just silly. No, I don't yeah. mean no. I've, I've I've seen a few hairy misses like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, actually, the first time I ever um, went on it, uh, well, when I went on Autopia, when Euro Disney first opened, um, I actually hurt my hand on it, and that put me off going for a while. Because obviously, you steer the car, but you don't steer the car, because it's on that track. So, if you do kind of go the wrong way uh, the soon will it will naturally turn the way that it needs to and uh, I'm not sure how it happened but um, we was going around the corner and I hadn't turned the steering wheel quickly enough and it just kind of shot just just spat in my hand and I really hurt my wrist and uh, I just I just like a sprain it was nothing you know I didn't do anything serious to it but at that point that kind of put me off going on it for a while so I can see how people do get injured on it. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, right. And Admit then, it, Nick. You were trying to get it to jump the track. Well, yeah, obviously. That's what every, <laughs> that's what every uh, nine-year-old wants to do. <laughs> I just thought it was my own like kind of Hot Wheels track or something, but uh, yeah. So you know, I you know, I obviously would prefer to see a Tron coaster there. I think it fits in better with the theme. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just not um, I, I'm not going to miss it. And even if it wasn't Tron coaster going in there, I think because it's on such a big piece of land, it, it needed to be replaced at some point. And with something decent, you can't just take all that land and, and put something small on it or, or something not uh, very interesting. I think that coaster blew people's minds when it first opened, um, and it was a natural fit for it to come over. Especially as well, considering that you know Disney, like Tron, is Disney's bastard, you know, redheaded stepchild. They don't like it. Uh, they try and distance themselves from it um, so that's how good the ride is is that they're still uh, you know looking to do that so yeah but very excited. if they're going to bring it from Shanghai so they're just going to do a, I'm assuming just a straight copy of the ride yeah and they're saying that Speedway is going to close next year yes why, why will it take three years to build it I don't think it's going to necessarily take three years to build I think it's more that it's going to be open by the 50th anniversary so it's not to say that it will open in 2021 I think it was more it will open by 2021 okay that's good then Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be, it'll be open. it looks like it'll be open 2020 at some point yeah yeah. I think they're looking for something to follow up Star Wars land. Yeah. They'll, they'll want to have something there um, in time, as you say, for Star Wars land to kind of, you know, try and reduce the queues a little bit. Um, and also, Tomorrowland Tomorrow is probably the most lacking in decent attractions. Anyway. What else is in Tomorrowland that's decent? Space Mountain. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's iconic, but it's not good. It's good. Yeah. We've been through this. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> we can go through it again. We'll go through it as many times <laughs> until you understand that you're entitled to your opinion, but it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we can carry this on. It's fine. Um, Other than that, though, there isn't really anything in Tomorrowland. Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Yeah. yeah, but that that's a bit dated as well, now, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's good. That. But... Yeah, that's, I mean, but who wants to go on that more than once a trip? I love the people mover. But you know what? I never ever go on. And I went on it last year for the, the first time in a long time. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Astro Orbiter. Mm. I think... It's an absolute trap. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on it. Oh my god. I've been on I've been on Orbitron, which is a Disneyland Harris version. Which, yeah. I, I felt the same way about that as, as you did about, <laughs> about Astro. But, um... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a fan. I mean, I, I quite like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, but mm. again, what's that doing in Tomorrowland? Yeah, it's so out of place. So yeah. out of place. I mean, you still... know what? I think I've only ever done Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor one time. Mm. Oh, it's good. I, I mean, I you know, it's if you get a hot day, it's a nice place to sit in for 25 minutes. 
I would rather go in Carousel of Progress. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Can't. Oh, it just does my nothing. If I'm that's too like hot or it's raining, that's where I go in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, if Craig wants to snooze, that's where he wants to go as well. Sorry, Paul, what was you saying? That, that's what I'm saying. You'd rather go and do Ellen's Energy Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's which 45 takes, minutes. Not which 20, actually but... takes us on to the next bit. Uh-huh. Well, Good we segue. love a segue. We love a segue. Yeah. So the next one, obviously the confirmation that the Tron Coaster is going into Tomorrowland. Looks like that now confirms that Guardians will be going into Epcot. Which means it isn't coming to Total Terror. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Double yes, because I love Guardians now. Yes, well, you've seen the second one, haven't you? Yeah, I loved it. It yeah. was beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that opening sequence just the best? Right, I love Baby Groot so much. Like, I feel like I want Baby Groot everything. Yes. If I see anything that's got Baby Groot on, I'm buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they, they put themselves in a hole, really, because they can't. They obviously couldn't keep him as Baby Groot forever. Um, but, I mean, the merchandise for that second film is, like, everything is based around Baby Groot. They knew they had a cash cow with that. And they're literally milking it for everything they can until... It's anymore. working because oh, honestly, yeah. I will buy everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even looked online at um one like a replica type of one from the film. It yeah. was like four hundred pounds. I was like, I need it. It's life size though. Yeah, I've seen it's that fantastic. one. It's fantastic. It's life size. I, I my daughter's obsessed with Baby Groot. There is no way I'm letting my four year old watch either of the Guardians of the Galaxy films, but. Uh, she's, you know, she's seen the opening to the second one, and we, you know, she's obviously seen, seen him dancing in the first one, stuff like that's fine. And she thinks he's amazing. She's got a, a baby group T-shirt, baby group and rocket T-shirt. She loves it. Um, but anyway, we're slightly deviating because, as Paul said, it does look like it will be going into Epcot. Um, now we did talk last week um, about uh, Coco. Potentially going into the Mexican pavilion, but what's the say, Paul, that it's not going to be Guardians of the Galaxy instead? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can just uh, fit him right in in Mexico. <laughs> Look, you know when you know Disney finds an IP they think it's going to make them money, they'll just stick it where they can. Look at Monsters Inc. Laugh Law. Um, what are they going to stick like a sombrero on Groot? Why not? El okay. El Groot. <laughs> um. But, I mean, obviously, the, the rumour that we've been talking about on this show for quite a while now is actually about, as you uh, segued into there, Paul, very eloquently, I may add, um, Ellen's LNG Adventure. Yeah. And uh, our good old friend, Mr. Jim Hill, claims that it'll, well, that it'll be uh, like a twin, twin brother or sister to Terror of Terror. Hmm. Oh, what? Hang on. So, is he kind of suggesting that they're going to replicate the Disneyland version of Mission Breakout? Yes. Because that, you know what? That's not the stupidest idea I've heard. No, it isn't. I don't either. like that. I don't, yeah. I don't like it, but if you think about it, and this is why, you know, when everyone uh, was crying into their. Um, 
tea uh, or whatever they were drinking at the time about the original um, Tower of Terror makeover to Guardians at California. That's why I wasn't that bothered because, to be honest, I don't. I know they technically are, but to me, Tower of Terror in Disney World is not the same as Tower of Terror anywhere else because the actual ride itself is complete. It's not completely different, but it is different. Mm-hmm. And I know it's only yeah. one major bit, but it's such a big part to me that the others just have always lacked. And, you know, you you would think it must cost quite a bit to build a Tower of Terror. So that's the only thing that I, you know, I think is a little bit out of whack with with that rumour. Is that you'd have thought they'd try and tried to have made something cheaper. But then again, I don't know. Maybe um, for the cost of building a Tower of Terror is what it would cost them to put in a... Uh, massive indoor coastal. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I. I mean. I. W- I would have thought. Uh, it just doesn't feel like Disney. You know, their. Their, their sort of heritage around innovation, to take Ellen up and just cut and paste. A modification to mm-hmm. to what was Tower of Terror in Disneyland. That that doesn't feel like what Disney would do to me. Plus, I feel like. As much as I, I kind of like the fact that, you know, if they have a Tron a Tron coaster in Magic Kingdom, you know, that means that we don't have to go to Shanghai to go and ride it. I feel like the parks need to have different rides to make people go and visit them. Like I would go to to Disneyland to ride things that I can't ride in Florida. But then mm-hmm. if we're just gonna keep having the same rides, it's, there's no incentive for me to go over there. I know what you're saying, Amanda, but when was the last time you went to California? Yeah, I haven't, but I, but I, I would like to, so I can go and experience things that I haven't. But you've been going to Florida for 25 years? Yeah. So, in all of your 25 years of going to Disney or theme parks in, on that side of the, of the coast, of the country, um, you've never taken a plunge and gone over to California? Knowing, no. knowing that you've got, and like, don't get me wrong, not having to go, <laughs> that, but you've known all that time that you've got attractions there, like uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure, uh, Roger Rabbit, um, California Screen Man, California, yeah, nearly all of uh, the California Adventure Park, with a couple of exceptions, um, and of course Cars Land as well. Um, which all right that that situation changes, but you've got things like that, and knowing that there are all these different things to do, as well as the world's smallest Disney castle, or as my friends refer to it, the Disney bungalow, um, you've never gone. But I, ha- I feel like I would like to. Whereas if we just had everything the same, I wouldn't be bothered about it. Like I really, really do want to go to California, but honestly. The reason that I haven't been, well, up until recently, I don't think I could have afforded to go to Florida and California in one year. And I can't miss out on Halloween Horror Night, so California gets pushed aside. But now I feel like I can, but I don't honestly know where to start with it. Well, I think, uh, I mean, it's a shame Mr. Ripley's on holiday at the moment because... 
um, he would have told you that um, over in California, they have a Universal Studios park, and on top of that, they have Halloween Horror Nights. No, that, that's not the same. I have to go to Florida <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights. But like, sounds like a good show that, topic. I feel like I missed out. But yeah, I do want to actually have a whole episode talking with mm. with Chris and with Paul as well. Because I know Paul's been over to Hollywood. Mm. And so I do want to have an episode talking about that. Because it is something that I may be considering doing next year in the summer. Yeah, because if you're a Disney fan, you you probably wouldn't go to California just to go to Disney. So yeah. I think you need because it isn't big enough. It's, you know, it's much smaller than Florida. So you need you need to know if you're a Disney fan or a theme park fan. Why should you bother? And there's lots yeah. of good reasons. Yeah. So good show topic. Well, that, then that's come, a future episode. Yeah. Yeah, but coming back to to the point we were talking about about Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I, I another reason why I just don't think that they would cut and paste what they've done in California is you, you've then got two attractions in Disney World. Which are similar, you know. So you, because you still have the original Tower of Terror, and you're going to have this made-over Tower of Terror, Guardians of the Galaxy made-over Tower of Terror. I, I just that just doesn't feel like Disney to me. I don't think they would do that. I think it, I think it's an opportunity for them to build something else, which, as Amanda says, then it's different from everywhere else, um, and it gives them a big headliner attraction for Epcot, which I think they need. In addition to Soren and Test Track, I think they need something else. That's it. And I feel like it's this would kind of be their opportunity to make something fantastic. Something where they, they don't have to rely on screens and they don't have to rely on working on like a building that's already there. They can completely get rid of everything and start fresh and make it something fantastic and original. Alright, well on that note then, Amanda, you've got carte blanche, right? Um, and I'm not talking about those teddy bears used to get in Clinton cards. <laughs> um, you can, we take out Ellen's Energy Adventure, it's leveled off, right? You've got this massive plot of land. You've got as much money as you need to put in the ride that you think that deserves. What do you put in? Right. I was thinking about this a few episodes ago actually when we were talking about this as well i'd do something where it kind of has the technology of what's the what's the ride called in Carsland? radiator springs yeah radiator springs where it's you could kind of have it like that and you could have the spaceships that they have um but then it, it could also maybe go into a roller coaster but a family roller coaster okay so you mean because what I, because what I think is good about the cars attraction, is that you've got these. In in some ways, it's a bit like a dark ride. You've got yeah. these nice scenes leading up to like the main event of the ride, as it were. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it could be all like that. They could have all the characters in there, all the the big massive scenes from the two films. I think that would work, and you could even if you're doing it like that maybe simulate a kind of tower of terror type thing tower of terror type thing so you could simulate drops if you're going to do like the collector's bit okay. you could do anything you could literally do anything what about you p-dubs so i think they're going to stick with it i have to be honest i think that design is now there 
uh, and I think they're going to use it. My thing is that that area is a lot bigger than the Tower of Terror era, area, so I think they may expand the Collector's Museum. Right. And that it becomes more of a walkthrough attraction as well. Okay, yeah. Possibly as a separate, it, yeah. or even a separate attraction, um, where you walk through, through more of his collection. Um, but I honestly, I think they're going to stick with what they've already done. But if you if you could do anything in there with that, with if that I could area, do anything, yeah, it's difficult. If they're going to stick with Marvel, you've got to, <laughs> got to work out which characters they can use. Because um, I think. Personally, I think Doctor Strange would kind of fit in Epcot. Um, but I don't think they'll probably try and use him in that kind of situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think they're gonna, they want to get Marvel into those parks where they can. And, and I think it, it, will probably, it will definitely be something Guardians-related, I have no doubt. Well, actually, I've just had a thought because I just remembered that at Alton Towers... There's a roller coaster called 13 mm-hmm. that has a drop, like a a floor drop. Yeah. So they could do, they wouldn't have to simulate a drop if they wanted to do a collector's bit and a roller coaster. They could actually drop the roller coaster. Well, yeah, because that's what someone said to me. That's what they've got to escape to Gringotts. But I've been told no. No, no. No, it's not a drop as such. I, yeah, it's more more like a. Roller coaster. Yeah. It's yeah. more like Oblivion or Alton Towers. Kind of. Right. Oh, okay, okay. It just kind of tips you over the edge. Got you, got you. Um, Mr. D, have you ever seen the Guardians films? I damn, I knew you were going to shame me there. Huh. No, not, not because not I don't shame. want to. Hmm. Not because I don't want to, but I just, I just haven't, um, and I haven't got them on DVD yet. So, I But think... having said that, I've still got an idea. Well, I think I think the first one's on Netflix now. Right. I think. Okay. Well, that's all right. I can I can watch that. Yeah. Um, but I have got an idea. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. We mentioned Escape from Gingotts. My idea was more about the Forbidden Journey. Um, you know, I think I think that that sort of Kugam, you know, robotic arm technology would make quite an exciting ride. So take it on from from Forbidden Journey, which is quite a few years old now. But but that sort of ride, that sort of experience, I think would be would be different. It would would be there's nothing like it. I don't think in any Disney park. Yeah. And I think when you combine that with other effects, as they've done in Universal, I think it could offer quite a thrilling ride, but one that is potentially family friendly as well. Um, so so something around. That sort of technology, I'd like to see a ride like that in in a Disney park, and I think Guardians could probably fit that from from what I've seen of the films. I think so. If I remember rightly, and Peter, you might be able to confirm this because I can't remember if you said it or someone else, but I'm pretty sure that technology is licensed to Universal. Like I believe they yeah. it or something, so it couldn't be used. Uh, yeah, because... I believe they had. They had first dibs on it. How long that contract is, I don't know. It's going um, to be ten years. No. Yeah. Two thousand ten. 
I think possibly. Yeah, that sounds about right for the first one, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be, you know, come up to 10 years. You would have thought that it wouldn't be the longest contract in the world, but who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if I could choose any ride technology, which is kind of what I asked anyway, then, yeah, I think you could make a hell of a ride using that. Um, I know the rumour uh, has also been about Ratatouille uh, mm. coming over from DLP, but to be honest, I think they could probably get away with doing a really decent ride based on Spider-Man technology. Not worry about this trackless stuff that they've got a Ratatouille. I think it's quite mm. gimmicky. I don't think it adds that much to it. But, you know, if you... Th- like, Spider-Man now is still a fantastic ride. It still holds up tremendously, in my mm. opinion. So, yeah, it does. And, and they've never had a ride like that at Disney Park. Uh, not in America, anyway. So I think they could really get away with doing a good ride like that. That, you know, had some screens, had some practical effects as well. I think that could be really good. Mm-hmm. So either that or kind of going on what Amanda said, was talking about, where you've got um, kind of scenes leading up to the ride. And then I'd like, but rather than Amanda's kind of more family-orientated version, I'd like that to turn into a rock and roller coaster style attraction possibly with an outside bit as well so like how i would very you... very much like a, a major thrill ride but mm. i just don't think that's gonna happen well i mean you know the other room we were talking about in the last show was the fact that monsters inc might be taking over the rock and roller coaster oh i'd be so angry so you know and i don't think that fits because that to me is a kids franchise uh, at least yeah, Guardians is aimed at kind of tweens and up, so that feels more like a roller coaster to me. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, that's what I've always thought Guardians would, would be a good makeover for the rock and roller coaster because of the music. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Look, at the end of the day, is anyone here going to lament the loss of Ellen's boring adventure? Ah, uh, Ellen's uh, energy adventure. Uh, a little bit. But not a lot, but a little bit. I feel like same as before. Like you're just sad because something is is going. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think it was actually in its day. It was quite a clever. There were some quite clever pieces, especially the pre-show. I think the pre-show is really good. You know, mm. but um, I think it's it's had its day definitely. All the animatronics are are pretty plasticky. <laughs> so. Um, they there were two of the rumours. Um, P-Dubs, was there any more that you wanted to discuss? The other one that seems to be getting traction as well is the Zootropolis expansion at Animal Kingdom. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, that's been popping up regularly over the last couple of days as well, that that seems like that's possibly going to be confirmed this weekend as well. Oh, so... Really some uh, belief in that franchise so what have they actually said so far well the rumour is that it's going to be going where um, Rafiki's planet watchers which for the storyline actually makes sense that you get on the train and end up in Zootropolis so it, it, it kind of makes sense it kind of works so, yeah, yeah I mean that, that's a any other part that a lot of people don't even know is there or don't even go to. Yeah. 
So it's definitely it's definitely underutilized asset yeah. space. And Zootropolis was quite clearly a, a sleeper hit. It, it really did pick up some traction in the end, um, and did really well for what it was. So I, this is the one that I'm actually most looking forward to. I have to be honest. Is that because you're a big fan of of the film? Or? I really enjoyed the film. I have to be honest, and I thought the characters were great as well. Um, and have really become popular in the parks. Obviously, we've now seen Nick and Judy make regular appearances at Disneyland Paris now after the 25th anniversary. Well, they have um, they have um, started a new parade, haven't they? Well, pr- yeah, it's a pre-parade, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. And is it is it every Tuesday? It's happening. Yes, it's special guest star Tuesday or something they're calling yeah. it. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Nick and Judy were the first two to make an appearance in that that pre parade, so they definitely seem to be picking up fans. Hmm. I mean, I just think because um, I I've kind of seen it once. Um, I, I'm unfortunately at that stage of in life now where my kids watching it are I'm not able to watch the film myself. And kind of appreciate what they're doing, so I just kind of cat like get bits and bobs of the film. I don't sit there and watch the whole thing because they're normally asking questions or something. So I just don't pay attention, knowing that at some point I'm going to watch it in its entirety. So I've kind of seen it. I think I think I watched it all the way through once. I thought it was quite good. Um, I mean, they were definitely getting a message across there. Yeah. I mean, they they use a sledgehammer to get that message across, but it was definitely. Uh, Definitely there. Um, so there was that, I suppose. But um, yeah, it just. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't announced a sequel that I know of. They haven't announced a spin off like it did with Big Hero 6. Um, I just think it's a, it's a big leap to take uh, with a film with um, just one film under its belt. Hello, Avatar. So maybe it's a theme. Yeah. Maybe it's a theme. I, I think they still see Animal Kingdom as as a park that isn't a full day. Hmm. And I think putting in a newer film that obviously has fans is, is going to keep people around. I think their problem is that they're finding people are, are leaving during the day and coming back rather oh. than staying there all day at the moment. Okay. So, so I think that's. I think they're kind of looking for that that afternoon crowd as such. People who do do the animal bits during the the morning, or maybe go and do Pandora in the morning as well. Uh, but then they they're kind of leaving during that afternoon period and coming back in the evening for for Pandora again. So, hopefully, being able to put people on that train will kind of keep them in the park. Hmm. Whereas at the moment, quite clearly, Rafiki's Planet Watch isn't keeping in, people in the park. Well, no. No. Well, there's not much, is there, that is. Let's no. be honest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely needs new things. And as as popular as Avatar has been, um, at the same time, you do have to wonder how long it's going to keep up the momentum for. Because, you know, everything was popular at, you know when it first opened. You know, but how many attractions are still as popular as they go on. 
You know, there's there's always that initial rush to go on it as soon as it's there. I mean, look at Star Tours two, for example. I, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be as bad as that, but look at Star Tours or even like Star Tours two or Star Tours, and both of those used to get massive crowds. And yeah. you know, Star Tours the last few years, you know, definitely, you know, I, I never saw it with more than about a twenty minute wait. Um, yeah. And then you've got Star Tours two. Um, when it first opened, you were queuing for hours to get onto it, and now what is it? Ten minutes? Yeah, Disneyland Paris with its brand new version of Star Tours Two. I don't think I waited more than twenty minutes in Paris. Yeah, and that's just opened up. Yeah. So I mean, that's even that's even uh, worse than than that. And I mean, I, I mean, I will say, I suppose you know, it's relatively a a, a good loader. Because they, you know, the, the ride vehicles take quite a few people, and there's you know four or five of them, isn't there? I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's quite a few. I suppose like it, it's it can be seen as you know that's one of the reasons why um, they might not have like these massive queues. But you know, Animal Kingdom doesn't really have many attractions that keeps people interested. You know, you've got Expedition Everest, which you know is probably its, its most popular ride. Um, I think dinosaurs still seem as quite yeah. popular. Um, yeah, that's pretty popular. But and and Cali River Rapids, but mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the safari is popular at certain yeah. times of the day. But yes, for the bulk of the day, it's not. Yeah, I think people people are kind of wise to when it's a good time to go on that. When yeah. when's yeah. your best chance of seeing animals? So uh, yeah, it's it's not busy the whole time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it definitely needs something there. I'm just, I, I, and I mean, Zootopia obviously fits. It's it's perfect in that regard. At least it's something going in there about animals in a park, which is supposed to be about animals. Um, I'm just worried about its long term effects. Unless they're going to make a sequel, unless they're going to make a spin off cartoon series of it, um, I do wonder how long people are going to going to care for this is not like frozen where you know that attraction opened what two years after the film came out yeah was it i mean it was it was quite a quick turnaround wasn't it mm-hmm. with that yeah. opening um you know by the time they start by, by the time they get into a position to open up anything to do with zootopia or zootropolis or whatever it's called wherever you are um we'll probably be looking at three or four years after that film's come out. With a film which, frankly, has not kept... Uh, I mean, it, it's popular, but it's no Moana. Like, you don't no. see you don't see Zootropolis merchandise in Disney Store now. You know, you still see Frozen merchandise everywhere, um, and you still see Moana merchandise, and actually, I'm seeing more Moana merchandise coming out now, which is quite unusual because Frozen's probably the, the last Disney film that I can think that that happened with. Yeah. Everything else, like Big Hero Six, Zootopia, Zootropolis, um, Princess and the Frog, Rapunzel, they're franchises that stuff came out with the film, stuff was still out when you could first buy the DVDs. And after that, it's been drips and drabs. The odd cuddly toy, the odd doll. That's about it. Um, you know, I think other than like the main characters you can probably buy as plushies, 
what else can you buy now that's Zootopia related? Yeah, no, totally, totally agree with that. But you've got to at least, as you said, Nick, they're putting it in the right place. Hmm. They're not just trying to shove something in Animal Kingdom for the sake of it. Yeah, and that, and that is obviously the big positive. But I think Disney should really think about what they want to do with that. Because, like I said, there's not, you know, why could they not do an, an animated series in that? And maybe we'll get that announcement this weekend. It yeah. might. And might that, well be that that's going to tie in, and that would be perfect synergy. Because I mean, I'm thinking. Do you remember? Um, do you remember, remember Bonkers? Yeah, Bonkers the Bobcat. Now I was convinced when I was a kid, and I still am. I've never looked it up, but I was convinced that Bonkers was a TV spin-off that should have been Roger Rabbit, and only wasn't because of the licensing issues. You know, the whole Amblin Disney who owns what piece. Yeah. Uh, because it felt very much like Roger Rabbit. You know, he was kind of zany, and it was like, you know, an animal with a real human carp and all this kind of stuff. Um, but you could probably do a similar kind of TV series like that, where they now go and solve crimes. Yeah. You know? And I think that could work. So, well, actually, we're saying this before the announcement, so maybe Disney will listen to this and go, shit, you know what? He's right. We haven't actually thought about this properly. Let's announce a cartoon series, and it'll all be down to this podcast. Yeah. But you can have it for free. We're not. We're not going to. We're not going to charge you for it. We're not going to charge you. Um, right. Was there? Was there any other rumors? Uh, the only other one was kind of tying into what we spoke about last week with the with the new pavilion. Um, yeah. It's now rumored there's possibly going to be an announcement on two new pavilions. Mm. Wow. So you've got to assume they were probably the two that we spoke about most last week. That it'll be Brazil and Spain. Yeah. Still don't get it. Still don't get it. I get Brazil. Yeah. I'm not sure I get Spain. No. That's the one that I don't get. Although, as Paul pointed out last week, you know they have got a a new film that's going to be set in Spain. So maybe that's their their thinking. Uh, maybe it's to appease the fact that they didn't open Disneyland Paris in Disneyland Spain. You know, possibly. But um, or it's just to fit another IP in. Or, it, or it's just that it could be that. Um, not that we'd be that facetious. But um, no, I mean, I think um, I think it's going to be a a big D twenty three. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of things that are going to be announced um, I think potentially they're going to be things that are going to kind of change the parks a lot more than probably anything else and I'd, you know, I'd like some announcements outside of the parks I don't want it to just all be about parks um, you know we, we could have, of course um, see the announcement of a final mation about the redhead as a pirate <laughs> Oh, sorry, they've already oh. done that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've not you've not pre-ordered it yet, Paul. I, I'm, I no, I haven't. I, do you know what? I, I saw it. It pops up on the Disney Parks blog, and I've not seen anything about it since. Oh, it's definitely there. But, yeah, no, it is definitely there, but no, I won't be buying it. <laughs> Even though it just looks like the redhead, as we know, with a pirate's hat on. Well, that's it. 
Uh, and again, I mean, that could be the last thing that they announce. Yeah. Couldn't it? That, um, you know, the reasoning behind the change. To, to top off the uh, the Parks panel, they'll announce why they've changed her. Just as the power's cut, the microphones are switched off, the lights go out. Yeah. And then Bob Iger <laughs> disappears. <laughs> and a cloud of smoke like a villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, was there, was there anything else that anyone really wanted to talk about? There's something that I was going to talk about, but I'm prepared to go last if there's uh, other bits. No, I'm good. I had one more bit. Uh, something that's actually been confirmed. Um, Paint the Night is returning to Disneyland. Oh. But it's oh. moving. It's going to be in California Adventure from now on. Oh. Um, due to the fact that Fantasmic is returning at Disneyland in the next few weeks. Um, so they believe they've got enough nighttime entertainment in Disneyland, so it'll be moving over to California Adventure. Mm-hmm. But isn't that where World of Colour is? Yes. So what's going to happen to World of Colour? World of Colour will still be there. So they'll each have two nighttime shows. Wow. So Disneyland has got the fireworks and Fantasmic. They and do not California. care about their budget, do they? No. So California <laughs> then has World of Colour and Paint the Night. Wow. I saw a rumour about Main Street Electrical Parade coming back to the Magic Kingdom. Did you? Yes, I yes. did. I saw it as well. Ooh. When was the last time it was there? Uh, I always get confused between when what was Spectral Magic and what was... No, Main Street when... Electrical was the one that moved last year. Yeah. To replace Paint the Night. Yeah. Yeah, of course it did. So, yeah, that's, that's, that is strange. It would be nice to see what does the world getting its own new nighttime parade. You know, because they used to alternate between Main Street Electrical Parade and Spectral Magic, didn't they? Mm. It'd be good. It'd be good to have that again, where you have got two shows and you know alternate them about. Well, you won't get Spectral Magic again. Nah, is that done. Bossing in Paris? Was that was that what I sent it? Yeah, I think so. I know they had it. They had it in Tokyo for a while, and right. then I think Paris got it last and just left it there to to rust away. Left it in the rain. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Um okay, well the only thing I wanted to to end with really was um myself and P dubs and my friend for about one minute and thirty seconds. Um did a show the other night talking about Spider Man Homecoming. Um which actually to be honest didn't didn't last much less than the film. <laughs> well when I looked at the time I was surprised we talked no. that long about it. It was spectacular. <laughs> It was spectacular indeed. Um, so we now have its its box office figures. Um, they were expected to take around. They were very conservative. They were expected to take around about eighty million in its opening weekend, which I thought was a bit low. Um, but it opened to one hundred and seventeen. They they actually uh, on Friday thought it might open to one hundred and twenty, so it just for a little bit short. But it um, exceeded the expectations that they put. Um, now I'm not sure. I mean, 80 million for a massive superhero film nowadays sounds like quite a low number to aim for. Yeah. Do you reckon that was done purposely to make it seem like a bigger success? I think that was Sony's choice. Right. 
right. um, due to the issues they've had in recent years. Mm. I think they wanted to kind of make this big vampire when it actually opened a lot bigger than it did yeah. than they thought it was going to. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think, to be honest, I think they were, you know, if I'm being realistic, they probably expected around about 100 million. So they'll still be happy with that. Um, now, what's interesting is, um, do you know how it ranks in terms of Spider-Man films? I believe that's the the, uh, the correct way of yeah. announcing Spider-Man films, Spider-Man films. Um, but yeah, do you know where it ranks in the all-time list? Uh, is it? I did read it, and I can't remember whether it was second or third. Uh, it's actually second. Yeah, second. only behind Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Which, of all films. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you've got to remember that by Spider-Man 3, we'd had a, what we thought at least, was a half-decent Spider-Man film and a really good Spider-Man film. So, you know, everyone was eager to see 3 because they thought, well, the first two were alright. You know? Um, Yes, that opened at 151 million back in uh, 2007. I'm not sure if that's adjusted for inflation, actually. I can't see that figure. No, it's not. Okay, so... If it's adjusted uh, for inflation, the new one would be number four. Wow, okay, interesting. Someone's the original three, the top three. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised, actually, like, Spider-Man... The original Spider... So, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 took 91. So, yeah, they've been slowly, slowly going down. Uh, which is probably why uh, I did. And in fact, what I was surprised is that apparently the Amazing Spider-Man, which is the first Andrew Garfield one, only took sixty-two million in its opening weekend, which sounds really low. Yeah, well, compared to what you get. Yeah, compared to what you get now, I don't think don't think any of the Marvel films have opened that low no. since the MCU started. No, not at all. Well, even, I mean, Iron Man opened up to, well, Iron Man opened up to 80, let's say, 98, actually. Yeah. Oh, those inflation, that, so like 85 yeah. or so. Okay. And even Ant-Man and Doctor Strange took more. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's finally getting its, its kind of recognition. And uh, a very drunk Craig, I think he's very drunk anyway, uh, <laughs> went to see Spider-Man today. And yep. uh, said it was the greatest superhero movie ever. Fuck CT in the ass. Now, I just want to point out, Amanda, before... <laughs> Amanda before... just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that thud was. Um, that is the views of, of Craig. <laughs> it really has. Um, that was the views of Craig and no one else. Um, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what E.T.'s involvement with Spider-Man actually is. No. Um, not sure what that was relevant. And I'd also like to say that um, after talking about it on Pop After Dark the other week, um, Craig went and watched Watchmen for the first time. And uh, I'm pretty sure when he watched that, he said it was the greatest superhero. In fact, let me let me find the quote there. He thought that uh, about Batman versus Superman as well. Exactly. There's definitely, definitely a pattern here. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um... Oh, it was a good quote. I mean, first we say it was ducking amazing. I'm assuming that was a typo. Um, 
No, he meant Dokken. And then he said, I'm halfway through the greatest film I've ever seen. Watch, Watchmen, 30 minutes left, stunning. Um, well, you know what? That was the last he said. So, unless it completely fell off a cliff in the last half an hour, and I don't remember it doing so, uh, Craig thought Watchmen was the greatest film of all time the other week. So, this is what you've got to bear in mind with Craig's opinions is when he sees something, it is the greatest thing he's ever seen until he watches the next yeah. thing. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's good that he enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I take it no one else has seen Spider-Man yet, other than us two. I'm going to see it on Tuesday. Excellent. Yeah, probably this weekend for me. Meerkat? You going Meerkat? Or uh, yep. Meerkat Tuesdays? Very good. Yeah. Yep, not paying full price anymore. <laughs> we, uh, over the weekend, uh, me and my wife, that's just for you, Lee, um, we watched, re-watched the, um, the first two of the reboot Planet of the Eight films. Oh. In preparation mm-hmm. for the new one. Because um, it comes out on my birthday. Uh, unfortunately, it now looks like we're not going to be able to go and see it on my birthday like was the original plan. But um, I'm hoping to see that very soon because I quite like those films. Yeah, they're good. So, yeah. yeah. Surprised how much you can care about apes. But uh, You know what? I've never really been into any of the other Planet of the Apes films before, but because I've been going to cinema loads lately, I keep seeing the trailer for that new one and I'm like, oh my god, this looks fantastic. Yeah. So I might go back and watch the other ones. Well, yeah, you should, Amanda. Unfortunately good. for you... The first one was on Saturday night on Channel 4, and the second one was on Film 4 last night. You know what, though? I haven't got an aerial. I don't watch regular TV. And that, my friends, is what we refer to as a bombshell. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I just don't watch TV. I just watch, I just watch films. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I definitely recommend them. Yeah, they are, they are good. Um... You need to, you know, they they do follow a. a there is a, an overlaying storyline for them, so I would recommend you go and see the first two before you go and see this new one. But um, it'll be interesting to see how Spider Man holds up actually, because that's yeah. that Planet of the Apes. I mean, Spider Man's got pretty good reviews actually, but the Planet of the Apes film has got what I think it's a War of the Planet of the Apes has got like really good reviews, and I think it's the only film that's opening up. Uh, in wide release next weekend so that'd be really interesting um, and for some reason as well I'm not sure why but my chain of cinemas is only showing War of the Planet of the Apes in 3D until Friday hmm. so it opens up tomorrow so I lied it's not actually my birthday tomorrow um, it opens up tomorrow and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday it's only showing in 3D and you can right. see you can see it in three D and four D X only. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. But I was looking for. Oh no, I I quite wanted to see it in three D, but I wasn't that fast. I'm just looking for times, and I couldn't see any. So uh, I, I went to tweet Cineworld, and someone asked the same question. They said, "Yeah, three D only until Friday." So don't know, don't know. Very very strange. But um, there you go. Um, Right, we've gone off topic, which isn't unlike us at all. So, unless anyone's got anything else they wanted to talk about, I'll wrap up. The silence suggests no one's got anything left to talk about. So, in that case, 
I will call this show to a close. So thank you um, for you all joining me. And um, I will see you, or we will see you, in about a week's time. After D23. After D23. And if you want to hear Craig's full review on Spider-Man, Strike will be recorded later on this week, so it'll be out soon. Uh, Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes, I'm going to look forward to that. I mean, so you'll be able to hear Craig's ranting and raving about the, the greatest superhero film ever. <laughs> until he watches The Amazing Spider-Man 2 or something. <laughs> or until he Which... watches E.T. again. <laughs> greatest, greatest film ever. <laughs> Can of coke. <It's> chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, do you know if he's recording that drunk, by the way? Strike. Probably. No, no. He's just posted a message. He did. I think he's about E.T. again. It was, yeah. yeah. He's got a fixation with E.T. <laughs> he's, he's got some beef with E.T. I hope E.T. never listens to this podcast. Well, thank you guys for joining. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for listening. Uh, and we will see you after D23, where we'll either be talking about the ways that we... How great our room is for that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag third gate universal Game of Thrones. Um, or we'll have to find something else to talk about because we're too embarrassed. So uh, who knows what's going to happen? find out next week no no one's saying bye (laughs) oh okay (laughs) bye I'm Mary Poppins we hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark that's P-A-T- R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.